Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 172. So you've probably noticed that when something is unfinished, it keeps on surfacing, it keeps coming back. You know, if, it can be a variety of different things. Um, it could be something like maybe somebody really hurt you and, you and you keep recalling what they said, the words. Or maybe something scared you and you remember it and, if, and it still affects you today. Or maybe you're, you were angry at someone and the thought of that person just gets you angry all over again. It's like it's unfinished. Even though it happened a while ago and even though it's not happening now, it still has a hold on you. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Uh, yeah, it's, it, you could be filled with regret for something that you just can't even forgive yourself, right? That's a common thing, that people have trouble forgiving themselves. I mean, it's hard enough to learn how to forgive others. It's equally as difficult to learn how to forgive yourself and be kind to yourself. Well, I think it's safe to assume that the disciple Peter, this is the, this is the disciple, the student we're going to talk about today. Um, he is in a time of distress and struggle. And this happens after Easter. It happens after Jesus died and after he was resurrected. You know, Peter, he was the one that was given the task to be the leader after Jesus was not going to be with his disciples physically any longer. So he said to Peter, now you're the one. Um, you're going to be the leader and you'll keep it all together, basically. Well, Jesus called him the rock. But if you know anything about Peter, he wasn't always rock-like. And it, he, this is kind of a very understandable thing that Peter did. But basically what he did was, is that he allowed cowardice and fear to get in the way just before Jesus was arrested. And what had happened was, and this is what he can't really get over, is the night that Jesus was arrested, uh, some people asked him if, they, if he knew Jesus. He was standing by a charcoal fire, and the short story is, is that three times on the night Jesus was arrested, people asked him if he knew this Jesus who had been arrested, and he doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to be associated with Jesus. He's scared that he could maybe end up on a cross too. So three times, basically, he says, I don't know anything about him, I mean, he, he can't get away quickly enough. He just denies even knowing him, curses, says he knows nothing about it. And of course, after the event, when he realizes what he's done, he is remorseful. I mean, he's really... The text is he weeps bitterly. In other words, it's like, how could I do that? How could I not stand by him? when he really needed me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running away. 
Now, it's completely, when I look at this text, you know, with Peter's, it's called Peter's denial, I think it's completely understandable because fear makes us do and say things that we normally wouldn't say or do. This is how fear is. It's really a powerful, powerful energy. And, uh, yeah, it can lead us astray. And it's worth noting, by the way, that Jesus must have seen this weakness in Peter before he died. Because all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all tell us that before Jesus was crucified, Jesus told Peter that this would happen, that he would basically deny him. And, you know, I think if you really discern someone's, if you know somebody's weakness, you can almost predict their behavior. So I think that Jesus saw this weakness in him and said, you know, you're not as strong as you think you are, Peter. I know you're telling me that, you know, you'll never leave. You'll be the right-hand man. Everyone else might desert, but you don't, you'll always stay. Yeah, well, let me tell you, before the cockerel crows, before the morning, you will have betrayed me. And, of course, that's what happened. That's what happened. I think Jesus knows Peter better than Peter knows himself because he sees in Peter this instability, that under pressure, under pressure is going to show. And under pressure, Peter is going to go along with the crowd. And this is going to be, this is a weakness, and it's going to cause him to fail as a leader because if he keeps on doing this, nobody's really going to ever trust him, right, for one thing. I mean, if he keeps on just going along to get along uh, and going with the flow and agreeing with whatever company he's in, that's not going to make for a stable leader. So it's something that needs to be at some level dealt with, healed in some way. He needs to get freed up in some way. So that's the background to this story. Uh, so Peter is in this place of, well, he doesn't know what to do, so he decides to, Jesus died, he was resurrected, he's no longer around, and Peter thinks, well, might as well, might as well just go back to fishing. Uh, what else is there to do? Which is an interesting thing, because he wasn't called to fish for fish anymore. Yeah, if you know the story at all, it's like, Peter, no longer will you fish for fish. I want you to fish for people. Meaning, you know, I've got a new task for you. I want you to lead this, this little group now after I leave. And I want you to tell people about the love of God. But obviously, Peter does not feel up to the task. So he goes out fishing and the story is he's out all night, catches nothing at all. And they see a stranger on, a, on the shore. And the stranger asks them to throw their net over one more time. And it's like, well, what's the point? We've been, we've been fishing all night, you know, we're not going to catch anything. Well, they decide to throw their net over one more time. And there's this massive, massive catch of fish. And John, 
looks at Peter and he says, you know, that, that stranger on the shore, that, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. So they, oh, I'll give you the short version. They, they go to the beach and Jesus is there and he's got a charcoal fire going and he's broiling some fish and they have breakfast together. Now, this is what's fascinating. Well, there's a lot of fascinating aspects of this. Uh, Peter, John, they're sitting down by the charcoal fire. They're having breakfast. Now, remember, this charcoal fire will not be a good memory for Peter because three days earlier, that's when he let fear get the better of him. So the charcoal, it's like what we would call nowadays a trigger. So the charcoal fire for Peter, definitely not a happy memory. It's by the charcoal fire that his fear overtook him and he, he couldn't get away fast enough. Isn't it interesting that Jesus decides to meet him by a charcoal fire? Isn't that fascinating? That Jesus decides to come to the place where the trigger is, so to speak, we would say nowadays, to basically bring about some sort of healing. So it's like, Peter, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what are you doing fishing? Why are you going backwards? Jesus said that from now on, you're to move ahead and catch people and be the leader. Well, obviously, I think what's happening here is, is that he feels completely inadequate. So he goes back to what is familiar. And it's by this charcoal fire that Jesus decides to have a talk, basically, with Peter about what happened on Friday night when he denied him three times. Now, let me just say here, when I'm talking about charcoal fires, I'm talking about, let me apply this. There's certain things in our life that trigger us and remind us of other things. And when it happens, you know it because you usually overreact to something. And it's, it's difficult. So for Peter, um, he was so distraught about what he did on Friday that it's like he's forgotten his call and his purpose and what he's supposed to be doing. He goes back fishing. And Jesus decides to meet him by the charcoal fire and start to ask him some questions, basically to get to the heart of the problem. Now, for us, by the way, we're not going to, this isn't going to happen to us in exactly the same way. We'll have different charcoal fires, right? We'll have different things that set us off. We'll have different things that we need help with or healing with or mended. Uh, we haven't denied Jesus on Friday night, right? Ours are going to be different issues. We might have some relational breakdown that really affects us and gives us a lot of pain. Uh, we might have a memory that keeps returning. We might be frightened of something. We might lack peace within ourselves. We might be too hard on ourselves. We 
might have an unmet goal or a desire and it keeps coming back and it's really hard. Uh, these hurts arise for healing. I know it's hard to believe this when it's actually happening, but whatever triggers us is the beginning of the path to healing. So I'm going to suggest that Peter was not particularly comfortable sitting by that charcoal fire with Jesus three days after he had denied him. And the first thing that Jesus says to him is, Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I love you. He says, good, feed the lambs. A second time, Jesus asked him round the fire, Simon, do you love me? He said, well, yes. He says, good, take care of the sheep. And a third time, three times, he asked, Jesus asked the same question. And of course, by now, Peter's hurt because it's the third time. He says, yes, yes, I love you. I love you. You know everything. You know everything, Jesus. And the word know is, as in, you know me deeply, nothing is hidden from you. And Jesus says, right, feed the sheep. Feed the sheep. It's, it's a way of, it's like saying, what are you doing back out on the boat? Why are you going backwards? I never asked you to go fishing for fish. What are you doing, Peter? Don't let this hold you back. You need to move ahead by faith. You need to move ahead by faith. I know how you're feeling. I know it's hard to forgive yourself. I know you feel ashamed. Um, all these things, yeah. Jesus is saying, I know you. I know this. But I, it's still, the task is still the same. You need to move ahead with the calling that I've given you, which is to feed the sheep. Now, if Peter needed to hear it three times, he'll hear it three times. If he needs to hear it 300 times, he'll hear it 300 times. And he'll hear it, hear it in different ways for as long as it takes. This is the way that God works with us. If we have, and we all have, areas that need healing, opportunities will automatically come to us that will set us off in some way. And rather than run to what's familiar, our old way of doing things, um, our old ways of coping. It's like, no, no, don't go back to the old ways of coping. Let's just use this now as a time of healing and be, re be reminded that the God is in this. This is sp the spirit leading. It's by the fire that we're met. It's by the charcoal fires. It's where, where our triggers happen, where we get unsettled, where we are traumatized in some way. This is where God meets us and helps us. Is it easy? No. Is it painful? Yes. But ultimately, it's for our healing. You know, notice that Jesus doesn't come and shame him. He doesn't blame him. He doesn't judge Peter. 
He doesn't come back and say, oh, come on now, you should be over this, get your act together. It's nothing like that at all. It's like, Peter, feed the sheep. Go ahead. You can do this. You can do this. Go ahead. So in his brokenness and in his fragility, Peter took on the mantle and began to lead that first group of believers. So all this to say, if you feel broken or fragile, like Peter, you're in good company. You're in good company. All the disciples (laughs) were feeling weak and they were actually shaken up after Jesus died. They, They all had different problems, you know, uh, different, as we do, right? We all have different weaknesses. We all have different problems. We all have different triggers. But, But just because something sets us off doesn't mean we're back at square one. It just means that it's another layer of healing. It's kind of like an onion. You take one layer off and then another layer off and then this is how, this is what healing looks like. Yes, often it is slower than, than we would like. No, no two ways about that. But nonetheless, I think it might be helpful for us. I think it would be helpful for me, talking to myself here, of course, that when something does trigger me, and I'll tell you what triggers me more than anything else, it's any kind of loss or any kind of perceived loss. That's going to set me spinning. And I think that, and, and you'll have other things, but I think that if we could try and reframe it rather than, oh, this is the worst thing that can happen, it's like, oh, let's just, let's just move ahead in faith. Let's take one moment at a time, believing that we are met by the charcoal fire. God knows us completely. There's, it's no surprise. And God's intention toward us is wholeness. That's what salvation means. That's what the word in the original language means. It means wholeness, means healing, something that we all long for, something that we all need. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, by our charcoal fires, help me to trust that you're with me, that you're leading, that I'm not taking 10 steps back, but that you're meeting me so that I can move ahead and become stronger and freer the person that you have created me to be. It's the prayer and it's the heart cry. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.